Hello, I'm Eric Cooper. Welcome to the Expert Money Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and our website, all at The Expert Money. This is a podcast where we will try to inform and educate about all things money. We want you to be wealthier, healthier, and happier. Because we live in a bananas world, here is a fun disclosure. This podcast is published and provided for information and entertainment purposes only. The info in this podcast is not investment or health advice. None of the information contained in this podcast constitutes a recommendation that any particular security portfolio securities transaction or investment strategy is suitable for any specific person. With that out of the way, let's get started. 2020. What a year. What a year it has been. A year of fun, quarantine, COVID. Hopefully you've been somewhat productive and not just curled up in a puddle on your couch, doom scrolling, watching your cable channel of choice. I have certainly done a lot of doom scrolling, YouTubing, Netflixing, Amazon priming, Huluing. <laughs> 2020 has been a game of Rochambeau, and not the rock, paper, scissors kind, the South Park kind. Look that up. I have relearned in 2020 that there is always money in a banana stand, so that's been helpful. Hopefully you have a rainy day fund that's not a banana stand. In this episode, we want to talk about Six things that you should be doing with your money in 2021. Let's get a head start. All right, we got a month left in this S show of a year. Let's get this wrapped up, put a bow on it, and be forward looking. Let's make the right moves in 2021, knowing that 2020 has been written off. And if you have been greatly affected, from the mayhem, the virus that has happened to the world this year. I feel deeply for you. I apologize that you've had to endure something so terrible. I hope you got the support that you needed from family and friends. And I apologize you didn't get some more support financially from the government. Hopefully that is forthcoming. But if you are in a position that you have maintained your job, that you still do have a livelihood, these are the tips for those people. Six lovely tips. Let's get right into them. Number one, in 2021, let's make sure you max out your 401k or equivalent employee contribution plan. So if you're a teacher, that could mean a 403B. If you're self-employed, it could be a SEP self-employment plan, uh, 401K, um, some sort of IRA. But if it is corporate-sponsored, you want to make sure you at least contribute up to the match on a contribution. So I would say max it out. Take the tax deferral, uh, lower your taxable income now. But if you don't want to do that, if you think taxes are going to be much higher later and you rather do it into a Roth or a taxable account and then just 
take the hit now and pay your taxes and you don't want your money locked up in your 401k because your 401k has terrible options and it's really just a high fee boondoggle and we'll get to fees in a little bit but if you realize that your 401k plan isn't great well at the very least don't leave the free money on the table what do i mean by the free money most employers if they actually offer a retirement plan have some sort of match contribution and there's probably some vesting period like you may have to be there for six months to a year before they'll start matching and then it may not vest for another year or two everyone has their own kind of rules and funkiness around these things but often they will match 50 cents on a dollar up to six percent or you know maybe you have a more generous plan or you have a more stingy plan but don't leave that free money on the table the free money that your employer is giving to you as a perk. Make sure you contribute at least enough to get the match. So rule number one, or move number one for 2021, make sure you're maxing out your 401k or your equivalent plan. Number two to consider in 2021 as we roll down and wrap up 2020, buy only inexpensive, well-diversified funds. So a lot of plans. Let's, let's go back to the 401k example. You have the option of buying your own company stock. I would recommend against that. You're already long, i.e. you already own the company by working there. You're long the company. So why would you want to load up on more stock? Again, look, this can work out and it has worked out for a lot of people, especially those people at a Tesla Apple, Amazon, and over generations, Microsoft. It has worked out well for people, but I am still a strong believer in diversification because there still are the WorldComs of the world. There are the Enrons of the world. Do I think those major companies I just previously mentioned fall into those buckets? I don't. I think they're well diversified, probably need to be broken up and have uh, monopolistic attributes, so they're going to keep making money and their stock's going to be doing well. Um, but I still think diversification is key. And the whole idea of me saying maybe they need to be broken up was not anti-capitalism. Um, but they may have too much power. There may be issues with these companies when there's just such a concentration of power and wealth that we might need to look at some regulation. That's neither here or nearer for now, but make sure you're buying inexpensive, well-diversified funds. So what is inexpensive? So most mutual funds and often active managed funds out there will charge in the neighborhood of 1%. That might be working with an investment advisor or the fund fee itself is 1%. That is way too much money. So let's say you have $100,000 invest. If you're paying 1% for that fund, you're paying $1,000 a year. A thousand. You can easily find a fund for 10 basis points. Not 1%, but 10 basis points. So if 1% on $100,000 is $1,000, 10 basis points on $100,000 is $100. So you would keep the $900 difference that's not being eaten up by fees. 
So you want to look for low cost funds. So 10 basis points is 0.1%, not 1%, 0.1%. So make sure you're buying inexpensive, well-diversified funds so your money has a chance to grow and compound at a greater rate into the future so it's not eaten up by fees. Number three, thing to think about for 2021. Don't buy, we just touched on this, but don't buy or sell individual securities. I know you may have freshly downloaded in 2020 a Robinhood account and you're on the Reddit forum, Wall Street Bets, and you have YOLO trades. You only live once. Let's buy a bunch of options and a bunch of Tesla stock and options on a Tesla stock and some more Apple. And then we're going to buy some Nikola. That, that wasn't a good trade. The buying of an individual security, more often than not, is just gambling. It's not necessarily investing because people don't understand the volatility and the actual risk that goes into an individual stock. On the other hand, if you're buying a low-cost, well-diversified index fund, you have exposure to hundreds, if not thousands, of companies. So I think the same thing goes for not just stocks, but bonds. Don't buy individual bonds. Some people will try to sell you individual bonds if you're an older investor and say, hey, we can ladder your municipal bond portfolio. We'll, we'll pick the individual bonds. Well, typically what they're doing is they're putting a markup in those bonds and they're charging you a bunch of money, but that market's so opaque, you don't see how they're, they're jobbing you. So even individual bonds, if you're trying to buy municipals or treasuries, don't make sense either. Individual securities don't make sense. Again, if you want to take, I don't know, 5 to 10% of your portfolio of your investable assets and make those YOLO Wall Street bets, Robin Hood trades, I say have fun because, you know, you should have some fun with your money. Um, you, you should test your metal too. You see if you're actually good as a trader slash investor. I, I would call you more of a trader if you're buying and selling a bunch of individual stocks. But you can see if you're any good. And then be honest with yourself. Can c Compare your performance with what the actual market's done over three, five, ten years and see how you do as a trader. Chances are you probably will underperform. Most traders underperform the market. Most active managers underperform the market. But if you want to take some percentage of your money and do that, I think that's fine. But for the vast majority of your money, whether it be bonds or stocks, equities or fixed income, you should just be buying low-cost, well-diversified funds, not individual securities. Okay. Number four for 2021, if you are in the accumulation phase of life, so you're trying to build your nest egg, save for retirement, save for your house, save for a new car, whatever, wherever you are, maybe you're saving for kids' college education, you want to try to save at least 20% of your gross income. 20% of your gross income. Some of that can be done via that 401k. So you, you can take as high as a percentage as you can and save into that 401k vehicle. And then remainder, you can save in a taxable or maybe you qualify. If you make too much, you disqualify yourself from a Roth RA or another type of tax advantage account. But make it a goal to save 20% of your income. If you fall into the camp of the FIRE 
financially independent retire early set, that number should look more like 50, 60, or 70% of your income if you're really trying to retire early, um, you swing for those fences. But if you see yourself working at your job for a long time, you like your quality of life, you like your day-to-day, try to save at least 20% of your income. Stop living check-to-check. Pre-pandemic, I think the number was nearly half of Americans, 40% of Americans couldn't handle a $400 emergency fund, couldn't handle a $400 emergency, i.e. they had no savings. So work diligently to increase your savings. Build an emergency fund by saving at least 20% of your money. So some should go to an emergency fund. Some, if you own a home, uh, should be a maintenance fund. So repairs don't surprise you when that hot water heater goes. But save. Save and invest. Saving is step one. Taking a big portion of that saving and then actually investing is step two in that. Okay. So number five in 2021, if you're not already doing this, don't make me pull my hair out, but you've got to pay off your credit card balance in full every month. And if you have savings, I would apply that to the credit card balance. You can use the credit card after the fact if you need as a little bit of emergency fund, but it makes no sense to carry a credit card balance where you're paying 14 to 20% on average, probably somewhere in there, 16, 17% on the balance of the credit card if you have money that you could just pay it off. So yes, I know the Dave Ramsey of the world say you should never use a credit card, it's irresponsible, blah, blah, blah. I think that's foolish because if you're not using a credit card, you're just subsidizing the people who are because those people who are using credit cards are getting one to 3% either miles or cash back or some other benefits at your expense if you're not using credit cards. So make sure you get a credit card that aligns with whatever you need. I prefer cash cash back card that I just apply to my balance every month. So you can find something that pays you 1% cash back on all your purchases or somewhere thereabouts. But it doesn't make sense to use a credit card if you're not going to pay it off every month. So number four on our list pay off the balance. I know that seems simple and elementary. Is it elementary? Elementary? It seems simple, but please just pay it off. doesn't make sense to earn half percent to one percent, or even if you can make seven, eight, nine percent in the market if you're paying 16 percent on your credit card. So pay off your credit card. Number six. Last but not least, and we kind of already touched on this, so we'll hit it again. Pay attention to fees. Fees matter. Credit card fees, investment management fees, fees on anything that you're doing. As it pertains to this conversation, truly, I mean, actively managed product. Why on earth would you want to spend 100% more to try to get performance that because of those fees is going to underperform the market. It makes no sense. I certainly don't mean to beat a dead horse. God, where did that saying come from? Who beats a dead horse? But you can go out and buy, again, this is not investment advice, 
please do your own research. This is just an example. You can go out and buy SPY, S-P-Y. It's the S&P 500 index fund, and I think it costs you nine basis points. So if you're investing $100,000 and you're putting it all in equities, I wouldn't recommend you do that unless you're very young and you're 25 years old and you have a really long investment horizon. But let's say you have $100,000 that you're trying to allocate to equities. SPY would cost you $90 a year at nine basis points. Compare that to so many actively managed mutual funds, funds, working with an investment advisor. They're just going to charge you at least 1%. So instead of $90 a year, they're charging you $1,000 a year. That is eating into your returns. That is eating into your future. Don't put the money management firms any higher on the list of wealthy companies. Keep that money and put it in your pocket. I know you think that's crazy. There can't possibly that be that kind of disparity in the world of product. Yes, there is. So pay attention to your fees. Buy low-cost product, preferably under 0.1% or 10 basis points. If you need some help, hit me on the socials and I'll tell you how to figure that out with that math or where to look. So in conclusion, our rules for 2021, our goals, max out your 401k or your equivalent plan. Number two, buy inexpensive, well-diversified funds. Number three, never buy or sell an individual security. With the one caveat is if you're going to take 5% of your portfolio and do that, go for it. Number four, save at least 20% of your money. Unless you're really aspiring to be a fire-type person, then save 70%. All more power to you. Number five, pay off your credit card balance in full every month because it makes no sense to pay 16% interest when you can only earn 1% in a savings account. And that's a high-yield savings account online at that. We'll do a podcast another day, but stay away from those brick and mortar. And number six, pay attention to fees. Avoid those actively managed funds. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, you can find us on the socials, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, or our website, The Expert Money. If you'd like to be a guest, drop us a line on any of those. If you have questions, send us a note on any of those sites. We'll see you next time.